it's the Popcorn Boys, and we're coming in hot. We are coming at you live from Culver City, California. My name is Kyle Jamison. I am here with Daniel Trainer, and let me tell you, the Popcorn Boys, they're at it again. Oh my God, what what a joy. Kyle and I, you want should I spoil it? Go for it. We are fresh from a movie theater. For the first time together in God a year and a half, you and oh. I saw a movie together in yes, theaters. And it's God. The joy I feel fresh off of this, unbelievable. The popcorn boys, the titular popcorn boys That's lived up to their name. <laughs> At the theater today, as we both ordered large popcorns <laughs> and sat next to each other and scarfed the whole thing down. Uh, can I just say, God, so I, I literally don't even remember. Did you, have you already said what we saw? No. Okay. So we saw A Quiet Place Part 2. Yeah. We won't get into the title just now. We've already done that. But can I just say... One of the all-time worst movies to eat popcorn during. Uh, the fact that we haven't discussed this yet, unbelievable. So I'm I'm self-conscious about the noise that I'm making while eating popcorn during like an Avengers movie. Yes, because there's nothing Same. there's nothing I hate more. And this, listen, I get going to a movie is a communal thing, whatever. But like people who make a ton of noise eating popcorn in movies, scum of the earth. So, A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Part 2, as as the title indicates, not a, it, they're, they're, you they're got, almost silent you gotta for pick, like you gotta 80% pick your, of the movie. You gotta pick your spots. And then you're sitting there crunching on your popcorn like, a, like an idiot. No, you and gotta pick it, your spots. It drives me nuts. So, we are going to get into the depths of A Quiet Place Part 2 oh, yes. in just a bit. But before we do, we're going to kick this off with a little box office report. Let's go. So, as we have mentioned in previous episodes, Daniel and I have done our pod, our, our podcast, our box office draft competition. Yep. Uh, and Daniel, you have A Quiet Place Part 2 on your team. Yeah, I do. Another movie that came out this year that we're also going to get into later in the episode came out this year. This week, Cruella, Ooh. which is on my team. Now, it's interesting that when I saw you earlier this afternoon, you did not immediately bow to me. Thoughts? That's your take? Well, I don't know. I'm sorry. I drafted A Quiet Place Part 2. You drafted Cruella w- literally one spot below me in yeah, the they draft. Were, they were each of our seventh overall picks. So okay, go on. That's like we're out of the no-doubt blockbuster range huh. and into the, like, in your oh, I, I hope this does well. Look, I knew going into the weekend that A Quiet Place Part 2 was going to do better than Cruella. That was a given. Sure, but how much better did it do? So, A Quiet Place Part 2 made $57 million over the four-day Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> Ooh, not so quiet at the box office. Really made a splash at the box office. Don't look at the levels. Did you say it made a... Don't look at... He, he just looked at the levels. at the box office? <laughs> okay, that, no. We're not doing that. Listen. <laughs> a Quiet Place Part 2. Read that number again. $57 million. Oh, oh, God. To hear that number is an absolute joy. Hey, guess what? On par... With the original Quiet Place at the box office. Is that office. what it did? Oh, yeah, baby. And that ended where? 150 oh, I don't, range? I'm not prepared to give you that number. I think it's in the 150 range. We'll go with that. If I get 150 out of this, genius. That would be Love good. It. That's a good seventh. That's a good number for a seventh pick. 100%. And I, I, I'm not trying to bemoan your Cruella number, but the, the interesting thing here about Cruella, of course, is uh, 
what sort of hindrance did the HBO Max, or I'm sorry, the, the Disney Plus uh, streaming capability uh, have on the number? That's an answer uh, that we will never we will have. Ne- we will never, ever know. But it is interesting. And I think it's sort of, it, it is our first look at what sort of a movie being on Disney Plus will do to numbers. Because I, I, I'm sort of inclined to believe that because of the fact that A Quiet Place did so well this weekend, I'm actually a little surprised that Cruella didn't do a little bit better. But well, we Cruella, have Disney. We haven't said it yet. Cruella made uh, 26.5 over the I think you did. Did you not? Day. I don't think I did. Oh, I interrupted um, you? You're which, kidding. Yeah, well, we're, well, hey, get used to it. Decent number. Listen, decent number. Would I be, I, would I be embarrassed if that was my number for my number what? Seven? Seventh pick, yeah. That's tough. It's look, tough for you to look me in the eye. Here's the thing. When you have no doubt hits later on in your draft, like Snake Eyes or Old. <laughs> oh, yeah. We saw, mean, we saw a trailer for Snake Eyes. We saw a trailer for Snake Eyes. I can afford to lose the seventh round matchup when I'm going to so aggressively dominate later on. Snake Eyes. Unbelievable. Listen, I love Henry Golding, but Snake Eyes. <laughs> Who asked for that? Who uh, is Snake Eyes? The, the original Quiet Place made 188 total. Unbelievable. This, the, I don't think this will quite ascend to those heights, but I'll take it. I'm excited to talk about the movie with you. The box we'll, office we'll challenge is, is off to a fun start here. We It was nice to have these two movies going head-to-head Huge. right off the bat. Daniel's off to a lead. I will remind our here we go our listeners that Daniel was off to quite the lead. Okay, moving on. A couple years ago, Kyle. It, when it's I t- won by uh, yeah. Okay, moving. We're actually we're so? going to move on. Uh, we need to talk about. We're getting to a segment here. Do you want to tell me what this new segment? Kyle has dreamt up a, a witty title for this new segment. He has not told me what it is. <laughs> okay, all right, you're you're overplaying it a little bit here, but this is time for a segment we like to call "Tis the Damn Season." Wait, so this is, <laughs> this, segment, this is just this is just based on this week's news. That's correct. Yes. Oh, okay. It's gonna be a uh, a topical a topical name each week. We can call it even. <laughs> Tis the damn season this week, and why is it, Daniel? Oh, this actually ties into something you mentioned earlier, which was the last time we were at a theater together. <laughs> That's right. Before seeing uh, a quieter place, about a year and a half ago, plus. I believe yes. the last movie we saw together was Cats, right? Which is crazy. I think so. But yeah, I mean, uh, the star of Cats, uh, Ms. Taylor Swift, is returning to the big screen in David O. Russell's next feature film, which... No title me. yet, right? No title. Well, no. No official title, but I do believe it is going to be called Canterbury Glass. That is what the dirt cheats are telling me. Okay. Uh, I'm in. Sure. So, so Taylor. <laughs> yeah, well, give me your take on on Taylor. Well, there's mul- so there's multiple levels to this, right? There's a, there's a couple, and you and I discussed this pre podcast a little bit, but it's it's getting into this territory, right, where these big name directors, and I'm looking at David or Russell, I'm looking at certainly Adam McKay, who do this thing where they are seemingly so dead set on on casting every single famous person in Hollywood in their movies, right. And it veers on stunt casting, and it feels like a lose-lose situation here for Taylor and for David or Russell. And well, this here, is let me let me rattle off. Yeah, the, please. Yeah, read the off names. the list of this movie. So far attached to David O. Russell's as of yet untitled movie. Uh, and how t- many of them will he yell at and berate? 
I re I the uh, the George Clooney quotes about working with him on on what was it Three Kings went around Twitter this week. Is, I didn't. What did he? I did not. It's, see that. It was just about him berating people. And oh Clooney, sure, Clooney great. Getting yeah, upset. great, cool. Anyway, uh, other stars along with Taylor Swift here. We got Anya Taylor Joy. We got Margot Robbie, Zoe Saldana, Christian Bale, Rami Malek, Chris Rock, Robert De Niro, your favorite John David Washington, and Mike <laughs> Myers. Listen, it's an interesting cast. It's a fascinating cast. But the thing with Taylor in this movie to me is this. And I, we, we, I, I talked about Adam McKay. So Adam McKay has another movie this year. Don't look uh, up. up. I was going to say don't look now. Uh, I mean, whatever. Um, where I think a, a good example, a good one-to-one of this is like Ariana Grande is in that movie. Oh, she, she is? Yeah. She's been announced for this Adam McKay movie, but it's, I, I think, much in the way that, like, Selena Gomez was in the big short. Oh, right. Where it's like, people get all excited about this. It's like, oh, Taylor Swift is going to be in this David Russell movie. Sure. But it's a lose-lose, right? On the one hand, she's barely in it, and people get all pissed off because it was a cameo, and nobody ever said it was going to be anything different. Or two, she's actually has a front in the movie. And this feels like a win win. This no, these are lose lose situations for everybody involved. Taylor cameo is great. I love Taylor. Everybody loves Taylor. I, That's great. Don't we're not don't throw me under this evermore bus, okay? I, Taylor I, a big role from Taylor in the movie, even better. Sure well if she can act, which that, well, here we go. I mean, can she act? I saw Valentine's Day in theaters. Did you? Uh, I saw cats in theaters and she was great in it. I would argue that she was. And, w- and was really one of the only good parts of that absolutely horrific experience. But also, like, I don't know, one of the best experiences I've ever had. Yeah, not, it was not It was a horrific movie and a brilliant experience. Yeah, whatever. What is your song? Beautiful Ghosts? Beautiful Ghosts. Oh. Sung twice already? You hit that. You hit that. <laughs> Do, I have a really good voice. Do you? Yeah, what do you... What Have you listened want? back to the podcast yet? Yeah. Okay. Just I'm not trying. Though, I'm, I'm not trying on the podcast. Uh, do you want me to try and sing? Give me a song. Give me a Taylor song. What's your favorite Taylor song? We, this is the. Oh, I shouldn't have asked that. My favorite Taylor song, probably "My Tears." My Tears Ricochet. Okay, it's great stuff. It's a great song. <laughs> uh, anyway, tis the damn season. Taylor's back in the movies. We had cats. Now it's yep. time for whatever this movie is. We, within the last few hours, have returned from the theater to see A Quieter Place. We were two of four, six, seven people in our theater. Two people who came in, I don't know, 45 minutes into the movie. It doesn't... (laughs) That is true. (laughs) They just strolled in rather late. Yeah. yeah, Baffling. Yeah. But, yeah, seven of us in the theater. It doesn't doesn't really bode well for... uh, The extended week two box office. I don't know. Only seven of us in there. No, it's listen. What Wait, time is that was, making you nervous at all? Not at all. We are at our four forty in the afternoon showing. Absolutely the... not. Absolutely hey. not. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's do it. What are your What's your initial well, initial thoughts? Take away from a quieter place. Well, John Krasinski has come to save movies. I mean that that's that's my overall. I mean, he said so much in his little intro <laughs> uh, before the movie started. To to which a man in the theater shouted out, "Condescending." <laughs> What that means, okay. don't know. Uh, overall thoughts. By the way, as we get into this here, we are going to be hitting on some light oh, yeah, spoilers yeah. to the movie. 
nothing that'll ruin the movie, but a few plot details will be revealed here, so just be warned. Yeah, if you have an issue with that, kiss my ass. The okay. I sorry shots at our viewers, listeners. Sorry. I quiet place. Go. A quieter place. Uh, I thought it was pretty damn great. Okay. I I really really enjoyed it, and it's I mean all jokes aside, I think looking at what John Krasinski has been able to do is pretty staggering. I mean we look at the first one, and it there was something about it, it almost felt like a magic trick where how did how did he do this you right. know and it, it, it almost felt too good to be too good to be true in some <clears throat> sort of odd way, and then he makes a sequel that like despite the fact that. The first movie was so well-received. I don't know that anybody really was begging for it. And it was announced so quickly. And I think you told me he didn't really even want to do yeah, it. I, I believe I read that he was pretty tentative about even doing a sequel. And rightfully so. It was like he, he wanted to make sure he had the right idea. Yeah. The, you know, the first movie can very clearly stand alone. Yeah. It's, it's not, you know, it doesn't set up particularly well for a sequel. But I think to me that's what almost makes it more impressive yeah, that, that's kind of what I'm saying, is, yeah. is, is to do it again right. is impressive. I think the first one is a better movie, but I almost come away from this one being like, wow, that's... And there were so many things working against this. It's like, it's really hard to make a sequel that people care about. It's really hard, I think, to make a good sequel to a horror movie. It's really hard... Sorry, spoiler alert for the first movie. It's hard to make a sequel where, like, the main character's dead. <laughs> um, and then also... Everything that went against this movie in terms of the fact that it was supposed to come out right at the start of the pandemic. Right. You know, it, it, it feels like this movie should have come out, you know, years ago. And still it all somehow works and people showed up. I mean, this really ushered people back to the movies. And I think it, you know, in many ways is the perfect movie for that because it is about survival and, you know, yeah, family. There's, there's a couple moments in the movie where yeah. you're like, okay, he's that guy has like a mask over right, his face. Yeah. And it's just... <laughs> It, it's it all it just it all sort of works and it's all sort of perfect and I think that a lot of that is to do with the cast. Yeah, I was gonna say what impressed you most. Well, about you the movie? not to not to use your word here, and I, I really don't need to hear you use it again because it is weird coming out of your mouth. But when we left the theater, you said that the movie was crisp. Crisp, yes, exactly. Which uh, I think is which I think is a perfect word. It is. It was a perfect word by okay. me. Okay, well, that's enough. Just a crisp, well, I believe it's an hour 37. Great. Something like that. Yeah. It's crisp. It moves very quickly. Like, yeah. the pacing of it, like, yeah. there's, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of scenes where you're cross-cutting between, well, while building tension in two different areas, and it just kind of keeps It all works pumping. for me. Yeah. Like, that happens three or four times throughout the movie, and then you, you get the, like, the, both scenes kind of culminate at the same time, and then, like, which can down be and then we so slowly start building cheesy. to the next one. It just, but yeah, right. If if done poorly, it doesn't work. But this, it was just pieced together really nicely. And you mentioned you mentioned the acting. I think the performances are really good. Okay, so are we getting into one of my big takeaways from this movie? And this will be, I'm telling you now, this will be something I maybe talk about every week on this podcast until I don't know, let's say March of 2022. Right now. On the Popcorn Boys. Ooh. We are starting the FYC campaign. Millicent Simmons to get nominated for Best Supporting Actress. I love it. I wasn't Ab sure if that's where you're going with this, but... 
absolutely phenomenal. She was great. She's great in the first one, but she really, I mean, the, the, the younger actors take sort of precedence here in the second one. She is so good in this movie that I am making it my personal crusade to see that she gets nominated for an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. I love it. I'm on board. Great. That, she was that, magnificent, you might say. <laughs> yeah, Millicent was magnificent. Um, quick pop quiz for Don't you. Don't do this to me. Can you name a single character's name in this movie? Yeah. I know I know that Noah Jupe, who plays the son, uh-huh. I know his name is Marcus. Wow. Do you know his last name? Quiet. <laughs> Marcus Quiet, yes. Uh, they are the Abbott family. Sure. Couldn't I would have been able to tell you that John Krasinski's name is Lee, because Emily Blunt says it a couple times. What's her character's name? Evelyn. Really? Couldn't Evelyn. Uh, Millicent's name is Reagan. What? <laughs> Reagan <laughs> Abbott. It is? It is. And uh, Killian Murphy is Emmett. Emmett? As Emmett. in Smith? As in Smith, yes. Uh, he, he does not have a last name listed. Interesting. Um, I have a couple nitpicks. Okay, please. Not even nitpicks, but here, I, I just just a few thoughts. Go on. That irked me maybe a little bit. That, that, that kind of prevent me from uh, elevating this movie to maybe quite as high as the first one, even though they probably did half of this stuff in the first one. Uh, number one, the amount of times... That someone does the shh gesture <laughs> in this movie is wild. They These have people. Do you understand the point? They, they if they if they're not quiet, they die. Everyone in this movie who's alive at this point, I, I believe the graphic said four hundred seventy-four days since this. Oh, I'm happened. sorry. We've been living through a pandemic for just about that long. Do you see people without masks on? Yeah. Okay. So sometimes people don't understand. P- Next. Anyone who isn't already being very quiet has clearly already died in here, and we get, shh. That's not true. These people are making so much noise, it's unbelievable. They've been... (laughs) They've been around. They've been living... Hold on. Let me tie this to another little little thing here. The... uh, I I don't want to spoil the kind of group of people that, that some of their characters come across, but needless to say... They're pirates. There's a group of people... Oh, whatever. These people don't act like they have any idea how this world works. <laughs> yeah, like that's you would think true. at this point with with the with the efficiency in which these creatures are killing everyone who mm-hmm. makes any noise whatsoever, you'd think everyone has to be really on their game. And the second one thing even goes slightly r- wrong. This this whole squad of people is basically like <laughs> tripping over themselves and screaming, and they they just get wiped out. And it's like yeah. okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, second nitpick. Let's talk about monsters. what is nitpick? Huh? Where does nitpick come from? Oh, it's just a word. It's a phrase. You, we know you're bad with phrases. <laughs> Let's talk about the monsters themselves. Okay. So in the we first, did, we movie, disagree here. Go on. In the first movie, they're barely shown until kind of towards the end. It's a lot of like really quick shots of something flying by the camera or whatever. Yeah. This movie, we get a lot of effect shots. Showing the monsters in detail, uh, killing people, listening with their weird ear, ear things. 
I'm not sure I love the design of the monsters. Loved them. Thought they looked amazing. They're just a little like. They're a little generic. It's a little. They're a little generic. They're a little video game. Yeah, th- I, I think that's what it is. It, it, it's, it's just something we've seen. Yeah. Like with so if someone's gonna like sketch a monster looking thing, it's kinda like they have these big legs and they kinda have these <laughs> yeah. this face that opens yeah. up into like oh. teeth and I'm gonna sketch your video game or uh, I'm just gonna sketch a monster. Okay, so big legs. <laughs> okay. Shut up. So you they're they're scary, <laughs> but like that to me they're lacking oh, yeah. a little bit of Yeah, you literally jumped in your chair once during the movie okay well there very are jump scares in the movie sorry they I'm scared a, you sorry i'm invested in what i'm watching oh and... give me a break some of us just some of us don't get scared do you see me get scared once in this movie by the way sorry. <laughs> i wasn't sorry i wasn't watching you i was oh. busy chopping on my popcorn and I getting scared i wasn't watching you either but it was hard not to notice that the person next to me jumped out of their chair like some sort of like cartoon okay Let's I didn't get... jump once i'm braver than you but Mm, Let's get to the big thing. The, the biggest negative about this movie. Go on. There is a baseball scene at the beginning. Yeah. In which a character is uh, coming into home plate and needs. It's a baseball. He needs to slide. It's a baseball scene. Yeah. You know, as anyone who's ever watched even a second of baseball knows that that term. Or played was an all star. Go on. Or what? Or played. I was an all-star. Oh, I was an all-star. That's right. Anyway. Pitch your first base. Without giving out too much away. Please. Just. You didn't. You batted third? Yeah. I was incredible. Until I get hit by a ball during tryouts. Ooh. That scared you off it? That's a whole story. Yeah, yeah. My coach was mean. Uh I cried in the car. I didn't want to go. This this was all-star. No. Well, I don't really remember. So you got hit by a pitch. No, 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 Ruined no, your confidence. No, 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 and your no, coach no. was mean? No, wrong, wrong, wrong. This was during tryouts. I got – I it was like we – try for the outfield. Like I would play outfield. Oh, my God. Um, but when I went to catch a fly ball, I missed and it hit me directly in the face. <laughs> <laughs> and I cried. But oh, then, that's good. I don't remember the details of this, but I don't know. My story with sports is that I'm such a natural athlete, obviously, as you can see by looking at me, but I never had quite the drive to, like, I was always good, but it was never, like, like, you know that culture of, like, this happened with basketball, where I was, like, going to basketball camp before my freshman year of high school, and it's that culture of, like, like, you know, shirts versus skins culture? (laughs) Um... What? But you know when like people get really into basketball? Yeah. That wasn't for me. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So you just didn't really like basketball. Then. No, but like that like young boy thing of like really like I don't know. You know when like kids learn to box out? Uh-huh. I don't want to box out. Okay. The, somehow we got from Oh, we went from baseball to, to basketball. Oh, do you go in shirts versus oh. skins and boxing out? I just box out culture. Box out culture. It's nothing against it. It just wasn't for me. Rebounding is important. I wanted to. I don't know. I learned. Eh, maybe I was right about it. Huh? Of course, rebounding is important. Right but about what? Basketball. Box out culture. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I should. All right. Can we bring this back around to sorry. the? I'm the so sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Dad. 
So instead of saying slide, they Killian Murphy's character. You have to start says, over. Start. You have to start the story over. There's a baseball scene, and uh, a kid is coming into home plate, and he needs to slide, and Killian Murphy yells, "Dive!" <laughs> and then it, it, there's like a little mini scene about it where where he's talking to Millicent's character, and and basically asks. And her name is what? Reagan. Good job. He asks for the sign language of of how you say dive in sign in sign language, and she tells him. And there's a little funny moment. There's n- there there are fewer things that piss me off more than bad sports scenes in movies. And this one was like kind of a throwaway thing, but it, yes, but it's it doesn't like the way that the people are acting. First of all, there's never been that many people at a little league game. Was oh. it a state championship? No, no. little league. <laughs> Little League is big business. Where does this take place? Uh, New York. They're in, like, Hudson Valley. That means nothing to me. Well, you're not very cultured. I only went to New York once, and I left on September 9th, 2001. Interpret that as you will. (laughs) Uh, I'm not entirely sure how to interpret that. Neither. Uh, Hudson Valley is a few hours kind of, like, north of of the city. It's kind of on... Hamptons? It's on, like, the... Would Ina Garten be at this baseball game? No, the Hamptons are out on Long Island. They are? Yeah, aren't they? Yeah. Don't ask. I've never been to these. The Hamptons are on like the edge of the end of Long Island. Interesting. Anyway, this is this is kind of on like the where where Connecticut and New York and Massachusetts all kind of meet. There's there's a stretch of. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty good. Anyway, the gesture and dive (laughs) instead of slide. Just uh, just just a couple things. The only other thing I'll say about a quieter place other than the title it's a little bit of the same beats as the first movie i i think there there wasn't a ton of you know obviously the first movie is, is extremely original but this sequel kind of just builds on that i'm not sure it had anything uh super original that gets added to the kind of the world or the story in my opinion yeah i i can understand that because we're sort of just you know we're living in the same space i suppose yeah yeah i understand that and I, uh, look I, to be clear i know i kind of rattled off a you're, handful you're of as what I, we call nitpicking i know i rattled off of quite nitpicking a few sounds that, bad we should look up nit i mean is it a slur <laughs> it is not a slur how do you know you I don't mean, even know what it means it, what are you talking about? I mean, we know what it means, but what are its origins? I don't know. Well, oh, uh, speaking of origins, we're almost there. Oh, baby, baby. Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe origins? Get off. No. Is that what you're talking about? Nay. Anyway, final thoughts on A Quieter Place. Here's my... here. This is something I thought while watching it that I think is maybe potentially interesting. Is there... Going to be A Quiet Place Part 3? Well, that is something I also thought, but there's no way. Uh, there's no way what? There's not going to be a part oh, three. Oh, there's 100% going to be no a part No way. I think it's already been announced. No, it hasn't. We were on John Krasinski's IMDb, which, oh my God, how have we not talked about? What a dreamboat John Krasinski is. John is great. He's, oh man, unbelievable. Did you like that Michael you, Bay produced this movie? I would rather not talk about that. There are... Hold on, I'm Googling A Quiet Place Part 3. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there's going to be a great article on Screen Rant or something. <laughs> Um, here's what I was thinking is, do you think that there can be enough of a narrative 
surrounding A Quiet Place Part 2 to earn it a Best Picture nomination? No. Here is... I agree, but walk with me here. Okay. Imagine the billboards. The movie that brought you back. This big movie that is very well received critically, doing big numbers at the box office, sort of signifying, like, dipping our collective toe back into the cinematic waters, if you will. I think there's a narrative there for a Best Picture nomination. That is not going to happen. No chance. I don't think so either, but... Zero percent chance. It's interesting. What if everybody... What if this everything doesn't else have, sucks? So what if everything have, else sucks? This just didn't have... The only way this gets nominated for Best Picture is if... We get another like full on pandemic. Oh and, God, like... I hope. Oh God, what I wouldn't give. <laughs> <laughs> All right, weirdo. Um, what if it's like the French Dispatch? I just more don't like think the French this... Dispatch. Like this movie Dune, is, is... more like Loon. <laughs> what else is there? Oh, the tragedy of please. Macbeth. The tragedy of Macbad. I'm going to unplug your microphone. You don't even know how to do that. I don't actually. I barely know if mine's on. Um, let me check. Give me a level check. Check, check. It's on. Toast. It's toast. on. Stop saying toast. Do you know what that's from? Anchorman. No. <laughs> Mission Impossible 1, which I saw in theaters a few oh weeks ago. Oh, my God. Nobody cares. The The biggest reason why A Quiet Place Part 2 will not... It, it, it's very effective at what it does as a horror it's movie. It's got scares. enough. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a good way to put it. Also, like, a, a, yeah. I, 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 listen, I don't it think it's happening either. Very, I could see, like, a sound nomination. Oh, we're get. Oh, we're getting We're getting sound. Well, sound is combined now. So we're, we're getting a sound nomination for sure. It uses silence very effectively. You know, that's kind of built into the Was premise Was the first the one nominated for sound? I don't know, actually. You're on a computer. All right. Well, I'll talk to, I'll talk to the audience. Oh, yeah. They, they're thrilled for that. Oh, my God. So let me tell you something. The way this motherfucker jumped when one of these monsters <laughs> came out. It was unbelievable. I, Look up a quiet place I Oscars. Can't reach have, my you, have you ever done this in your Not life? Quiet. I looked this up every day. Huh. I looked up well, I don't want to get into it. Burger I was gonna spoil one of the movies I watched this week. Oh boy. Okay, he's typing oh my god, he's typing like my I can't dad's reach my grandmother. Uh best sound editing. Oh see okay there we go. So it's definitely getting sound again because it was great. Agreed. Um yeah, my final thoughts on a quiet place, a quieter place. Uh, very successful, uh, and you heard it here first. Millicent Simmons is getting a best supporting actress nomination over my dead body. Oh, that'd be great. So both uh, she she getting nominated and your dead body. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. <laughs> Okay. You talked about origin stories. Origin. I talked about Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. The other big movie to come out this weekend was, of course, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay, so before Kyle and I saw A Quieter She's Place. like a spider waiting for the kill. You get so mad at me for doing things that you do yourself. It's gaslighting. This entire friendship is gaslighting. (laughs) Gaslighting. Give me a break. Uh, Corella. 
I saw Cruella in theaters. So I have not seen Cruella yet. Yeah. Will I ever see Cruella? No. Unclear. You won't. Well, it'll be free on Disney Plus. At yeah, some maybe point. at some point I'll throw it up. At some point. Um. So yeah. So this leads into a bigger conversation about the Disney live action remakes and it it's interesting my my <laughs> let's take away well let me just start Give me with thoughts my, on cruella first right and then we're gonna dive deep on well also I, I don't I, I don't want to sidetrack this too much but my my experience of seeing cruella in theaters was much different than the experience of seeing a quieter place because i saw cruella at one of these sort of like dine in you know fancy theaters where the tickets are a hundred dollars theaters you know what i mean yeah hundred dollars no it wasn't a hundred but it was like a matinee was 20 what uh what food did you get popcorn <laughs> <laughs> and i got a beer oh look at you shocker you're living at up 11 to 30 a.m popcorn boy name yeah well uh, yeah so also, you saw cruella at a also, fancy I hate theater to, i absolutely have to go to the bathroom what? I have to go to the bathroom. Right now? Yeah. Okay. You want to talk to them? Yeah, just let's pause. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back from peeing. So I saw so I saw Cruella at so have you never been to one of these sort of like fancier like you I know I have. press a button and they'll bring you a Caesar salad or something? I have not. I'm very conflicted on it because the Because he loves Caesar salad. <laughs> Famously. I God, I would fucking kill for a Caesar salad. I just love a good crouton. Well, this no. So this is the thing, right? Really nice crunch. This is the thing. In theory, a crispy Caesar is really that's a terrible thing to have. In not exact. Not in a movie. Also, the food there sucks. So like, it's before I went, I was looking at the. You're menu. not allowed to eat anything that you can't eat with your hands in, I, a, in a movie. I have never agreed with you on anything. Popcorn, more. great. Candy, obviously. A hot dog, 10 out of 10. I'm okay. Yeah. If you want to even like do a burger. No. How do you eat a burger? Well, famously, we don't need to get into this, but you know my stance on <laughs> well, food. Look, you know my stance on food you pick up. Uh, hold on. <laughs> you can only eat foods that you can eat with your hands in a movie theater. But not every food that you eat with your hands is is fit for a movie theater. What's the difference? What's wrong with a hamburger? Other and, than the fact that it's ham, better be impossible. It's just better being possible beyond. Also, it's not ham. It's it's beef, but whatever. A hamburger's not ham. No. Right, you're right. <laughs> but like, moving on. Pizza, no good for a movie. Even though you eat it with your hands. What do you mean, no ideal. good? It's just not the right thing to have in a theater. For you or f for anyone? See, I don't. Don't have a piece of pizza. You can eat, but for why? For what reason? It doesn't it doesn't work. To me, it's fine because it's not making noise. I, I'm i so noise averse. Like, you look at this menu and it's like, oh. Noise averse? Wow, you belong in the quiet place universe. Are you done? I would love to. Oh, by the way, that's my dream. To live there. <laughs> no noise. And you just like get to hang out with like hot people. All you do is like yell. <laughs> when you make me yell. I don't yell. I yell when. No, I yell when it's. When it's necessary. You're yelling your response to this. Is... Anyway, where were we? Fancy theater. Talking about Caesar salad at Cruella. The, you can't, listen. I you, love a good crouton. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you simply cannot order an entree 
at a movie. And I'm sorry this is going to go against like Alamo Draft House culture. But here's the other thing. These people, and listen, I say these people, God love them. These theater employees, heroes in my eyes. Okay, heroes in my eyes. I mean that. But they're walking through 45 minutes into the movie. Here's your buffalo chicken wrap. I Shut like, up! This is why I've never been to one of these. Why would I ever... This sounds like the worst thing in the world. It's right around the corner from my parents' house. But the... I want absolute silence in a theater other than screaming more. if it's scary or laughing if it's funny. <laughs> or jumping out! Or that's crying you. That's you. if it's emotional. This emotion. is you. This is you in a movie. <laughs> I jumped And this is me. Shut up! So embarrass- stop embarrassing me. Someday we'll... we'll... <laughs> You're embarrassing me in front of the other six people in this theater. <laughs> One of them was yelling at the screen. <laughs> Whoa! Oh, anyway, okay. Suffice to say, uh, I, this sort of like luxury theater thing is not for me. Uh, but you can recline the seats. I almost fell asleep. Oh, I love a good. Re- oh, hold on. Before we wrap up the the Buffalo about- Chicken wrap up. <laughs> You know, in a regular movie theater, there's not enough space oh, here for we go. A, a waiter or waitress to, to walk through the aisles handing people food. How does it – are you in, like, little pods with, like, with yeah. like Lazy Boys sort of thing? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's plenty of space for them to kind of walk. But they yeah, like, which walk is right nice. in front of you. Yes. That's terrible. Unbelievable. Movie theaters don't need this. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. But there's – I don't know. You know there, what? The one thing movie theaters need – to relax with the air conditioning. Uh, no. It's so cold Absolutely. in every movie. Make it colder. <laughs> Make it colder. I, it's, it, uh, the, when it's 100 degrees out and you go to a movie in the middle of summer and then it's like you come out, you have to wear a sweatshirt and you're still shivering. I've Well, you know, I've never been cold. You know this. I'm always hot. I'm hot right now. You're not that hot. I'm miserable. <laughs> no. All right. Let's... One of the best things about going to movies is that it's cold. I disagree. I don't like being cold. I'd much rather be hot than cold. Okay. Well, one person who would rather be hot than cold is Katy Perry. Cruel. <laughs> no, she's both. Emma Stone. I was going to say Cruella DeVille, but yeah, Emma Stone. Here my. Okay. Do you know what Cruella DeVille means? What? Or what, what she's like named after? Yeah, maybe if you saw. Cruella, you would know. Oh, wow. They get into that? Is it because she's a cruel devil? No. Because oh. the car. The DeVille. Her name's Estella. What? Her birth name's Estella. Estella what? I don't know. Jones? It's not DeVille? No. Okay. In the original oh animated 101 Dalmatians... They do. They say like, "Oh, the Deville place up there." Like, is that the old Deville place? As if the house has been in her family for a long time. Listen, so I, you're telling me that the origin story has now blown up that my history with the idea of there being a Deville family. Well, listen, on that the, place for well, years and years. I mean, if we want to get into it, it, it again, this is these like are going to be Solo getting these named are going to be Solo colon a Star Wars. Story don't care about Star because Wars because he's by himself. Sorry, don't care about Star Wars. Sorry to say that on a movie podcast. Don't care. Oh, oh, no. Oh, the thing's going to blow up. And now I'm your father. That's your... I'm not anti-Star Wars, but, you know, whatever. I think it's fun to be. May the Force be with you. The... You do know why 
the story they've given to Corella in this new. I don't know. Like, I, I, really? Yeah. What, what's what's the gist of how they? You do don't it? you don't know this? Okay, so these are going to be. I mean, I have a vague Cruella idea from the from the trailer, but. Well, do you know the reason that they give for the for why Cruella hates uh, Dalmatians? No, they kill her mom. What? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah, they kill her mother. They push her mother off a cliff. I think you're conflating with the Lion King. But it's she just likes fur. She like fur. She likes fur coats. No. I'm a big fan of the original 101 Dalmatians animated movie. Of course, me I love too. It. Of course, yeah. So I quote it about as much as any other movie. Quote. We name one quote. Woof. <laughs> So Cruella <laughs> Ult- Okay, here's my thing. I know many quotes actually. No, you don't. Just don't know what Pongo and Purdy would run away. Who voices Cruella in the animated? Anita, darling. <laughs> gay icon. Cruella Deville, gay icon. In the animated movies and the Glenn Close. Emma Stone, not so much a gay icon, although there's a gay character. Oh, yeah? Oh, my God. People are up in arms. There he is. I see him on your screen. People are up in arms. My childhood's been ruined. Who's gay? That guy. What guy? I don't know. I can't remember people's names. He owns a shop. If you own a shop, you're gay. That's just how it is. I don't make the rules. (laughs) Oh, man. So, okay. So, Cruella, uh, ultimately, hey, guess what? Too long. Um, It's too long. It's fine. Is it longer than a quieter place? Oh, by like an hour, Oof. and I'm almost not kidding. Um, it's fun. The, I mean, the movie's about the costumes. Two I mean, hours and 14 minutes? It's absurdly long. What? Yeah, it's it's crazy. I went to the bathroom once, of course, just to take a break. Um, uh, Betty Lou Gerson. Oh, may she rest in peace, I assume. OG. May she rest in peace, I assume. Look it up. Uh... <laughs> Oh, she, she dead. Dead, very dead. <laughs> When'd she die? 1999. Did she get any bad donations? Uh, she died in Los Angeles at age 84. The dream. 84 is a good age to go, don't you think? 84. 84 is not bad. 84 is perfect. You Although, how'd she be, die? How'd she die? You'd be pretty functional. Was she murdered? 84. You can be pretty functional at 84. Yeah, like. I hope. Oh my god! Oh, I'm looking up her death. <laughs> she died from a stroke. Oh, that to die at 84 by a stroke in Los Angeles. God, what a lucky lady. She was awarded a Disney Legend Award in 1996. Well, she was too old. Wait, what? When she died? Married twice. Legend. Uh, her first husband Joe died after they were married for 28 years. Then she married uh, Did she kill Louis him? something or other. And was married to him Armstrong? for Armstrong? She was married to both of them for 28 years before they died. Wow. Oh, suspicious. That is kind of suspicious. Hmm. Anyway, Cruella as a movie, it's it, it's fine. It, it's all about the costumes. Hold on. Oh, Sorry. my God. There, he, he's on Cruella DeVille's Wikipedia page. <laughs> uh, there are some great lines on her Wikipedia page. Hold on. Talking about her, her marriages. 
the first one, blah, 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 the couple remained married until his death in 1965. The union was childless. And I'm like, all right, that seems a little harsh to, to say it like that. Next paragraph, blah, 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 married this other guy to whom she was married from 1966 until his death in 1994. That union was also childless. <laughs> okay, she didn't have any kids. Relax about it. You know who wrote this Wikipedia page? Her mother! Well, it wasn't any of her kids because they don't exist. <laughs> Don't you think that every person from that era looked exactly the same? Uh, Men and women. Sure. Everybody looked the same. I'll buy that. Like, your grandmothers looked like my grandmothers. Right? If they all four... (laughs) (laughs) This has gone off the rails. If they all four walked in here right now, would we be able to point out which ones were our grandmothers? If all four of our grandmothers I'm, I'm walked being in serious. right now. I'm being serious. Yours are dead, right? Would that be the biggest story <laughs> of all time? The biggest news story of all time? Yes, they've both been dead for quite a while. How'd they die? Uh, Old? Yeah, basically. Um, Interesting. If they walked in here, I think I would be able to tell. But... Oh, I, I would I recognize each of my grandmothers. I, Although, at the it's age... It's a joke! Right, maybe not if they were in, like, their 30s. I don't know. Well, right, yeah, maybe that's more the point. Every, like, every woman of that era sort of looked like they were on their way to the market, you know? <laughs> and every man sort of looked like he was like, oh. Betty Lou was born in Chattanooga, Tennessee in 1914. Wow. Racist ass. What? She's probably a racist ass. Well, she was awarded a Disney legend, so. <laughs> well, signed, sealed, and delivered. I'm yours. God, I love 101 Dalmatians. Okay. So, Cruella. <laughs> All right. The 2021 live action remake. Uh, it's the, the costumes are phenomenal. Pongo Boy. Is there Pongo in Cruella? No. Okay. This they're also. Different, they're different dogs. They're not the dogs that we know and love. Okay. Let me tell you. One of my biggest gripes with Corella. Hey, guess what aren't in the movie very much? Dalmatians! What? The only Dalmatians we see are the ones that kill her mom. I, I still can't tell if you're joking. I'm not Dalmatians joking. Dalmatians killing her mom. No, I, I'm not joking. You weren't joking about her name being Estella. That's on That's on IMDb. Estella Do you think everything I say Cruella. is a lie? Do you think everything I say is a lie? Well, you said Dalmatians kill her mom. I thought it was a joke. Okay, I would never joke about something like that. I would never joke about death, especially when it involves dogs. Mark Strong is in this movie? Oh, yeah. Mark Strong's hot. Anyway, what, so did Cruella suck? No, it, it didn't suck. It's ultimately, ultimately, it's fine. It's just, it's too long. I can't believe it's two hours and 14 minutes. It's, I mean, it, 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 it I don't know. There, there's a point where I thought it was over. And it goes on for 40 minutes. That's almost twice as long as the original animated, which comes in at a crisp... Don't! Listen! Crisp 79 minutes. We're going to get into this, okay, in just a second. But it's fine. I thought Emma Stone and Emma Thompson are both great. I think think they really... They're fun. They're campy. They seem to be having a good time. Like I said, the costumes are great. I mean, I... I mean, who knows what I guess is to come this this year. But Cruella will certainly be getting an Oscar nomination for costumes and might win. I mean, the I movie we, we've been throwing out. The, we've got two oh, Oscar that's... winners already. Only only two movies have listen, come out so far this listen year. Listen to back. Listen back in a year, okay? Oh, wait, you want to hear something? I made up. I just 
wrote a song in my head. Oh boy. You know, you know, uh, salt and pepper shoop. Shoop, shoop, boop. Joop, joop, boop, joop, boop. No, uh, joop, boop, boop. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna edit that out. Well, listen, I won't get into my whole no joop thing, but I will in a couple years. So this week I watched uh, the live action remakes of The Lion King, Ugh. Beauty and the Beast, Ooh. and Mulan. Didn't see it. And I also watched one more that I will talk about at the end. Uh, I love that you keep refusing to, to Because reveal. I have so many things to say about it, I can't get it. it All right, well, let's run through these others. But so here's the – so these movies exist on two different planes, right? So right. you have The Lion King, you have Beauty and the Beast, you have Mulan. Those are pretty much – they're live-action remakes of these stories that we know, these movies that we know. talk about how – I mean, I know this, is, this was beaten to death when it came out, but – Live action is being used very loosely. Well, I don't know Lion what to King. call it. I don't know what to... Right, of course. But I... Yeah. It's I, just a different form of animation. Right. It drives me nuts. Right. Yeah, yeah, No, no you're right. I hated that movie. I thought The Lion King was staggeringly bad. One of the most offensive movies I've, it I think I've really, ever seen. It really... It really... Hold on. I, I took some notes. I'm going to read them off in Ooh, order. Yes. I don't remember what they were, but let me read them. Okay, first note. It looks terrible. The voice acting. Yikes. <laughs> Simba absolutely sucks. Here, okay, so we were talking about this earlier. Original runtime of the first Lion King, yeah. hour 23. Remake, hour 47. Why are we adding 24 minutes? Because we had to get a bad Beyonce song in the middle. Dump! I will walk out of here right now. Spirit! <laughs> Oh, God. He's yelling again. The stuff with Scar and the hyenas is so bleak and ugly and joyless, which is obviously a part of the original, but falls into the trap of the assumption that making something dark makes it important. Boom. This movie really speaks to the power and ability. Boom your own point. This movie really speaks to the power and ability of traditional animation. This is the whole point of this. I felt nothing for any of these fucking idiots in this movie. The original, and this goes into Beauty and the Beast. It also goes into Mulan. It's really impressive what sort of traditional animation is able to do that these movies fail at. Oh. It's just, it's 100%. remarkable. Like, if you watch the original Lion King and then you watch, and you watch this remake, it's night and day. Like, Unbelievable. The, it, the animated version is just, like, beautiful. The character is so expressive. It's so yeah. cool. It's so creative. The backgrounds are so great. This one is like, hey, uh, we took pictures of real lions and kind of animated them and we're telling literally shot for shot the exact same story except it looks like garbage instead of yeah amazing the highlight seth rogan and billy eichner and when that's the highlight yikes <laughs> and this is you know people have compared me to billy eichner i would rather not talk about that the last note i have here okay they were pretty good i enjoyed their at least it was something it was it was something that wasn't line for line the exact same right thing but as, and like but then also, like, you have John Oliver doing this thing. It's like, like, there's a point in the movie where John Oliver is talking to Beyonce. And you're like, what the fuck am I watching? <laughs> My final note, Beyonce uh, is singing and I'm alive again. Yeah. It's the only good part of the movie. Is it's she not. good as Nala? Absolutely not. You know the who's terrible? The song isn't good. It's not. It wasn't even nominated it's, at the Oscars. In fact, Isn't that crazy? It's, in fact, quite bad. No, it's not bad. It's just not great. It's bad. If Taylor Swift had done it. Okay, we're moving on. So then, we, so then I watched Beauty and the Beast, the movie that you, like, jerk off to every night or something. Okay, settle down, first of all. Uh, the original Beauty and the Beast is probably my favorite Disney animated movie. I think I agree. 
I happen to really enjoy both Emma Watson and Dan, a lot of Emma, a lot and, of Emma talk, and Dan Stevens. Yeah, I like them both. Original runtime of Beauty and the Beast, an hour twenty, beautiful, love it. Remake runtime, once upon a time, an hour and fifty-eight castle. minutes. Oof, really? It's thirty minutes. It's I'm sorry, thirty. I can't do forty minutes longer. That's forty minutes longer. And what are we doing? Why? Why is it longer? Okay. Now, no, I will. I, I'm not. I don't want to get into all this, but I'm sorry. We have to stop Josh Gad. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. You're right. We should. We shouldn't get into all this. This is a whole. No, thing. but this is okay. This is okay. There's two points to make here. Josh Gad is an absolute atrocity. But then we get into this whole thing of like, what's what his name was great as Gaston though. What's Luke Evans, name? phenomenal. He was great. Fantastic. Okay, two points to make here. One, they make this whole thing about making Josh Gad's character gay in quotes. Oh right, I forgot about that. And then they give him this moment at the end where they're like building up. Oh, a Disney character. Oh, it's gonna be gay. Oh, it's gonna be gay. Oh, it's gonna be gay. It's a half second shot of him dancing with the man at the end. Josh Gad does this absolutely offensive caricature. This entire movie of a gay man. It's it's James Corden the prom redux. Although he did it first, so pioneer. Uh. <laughs> He's terrible. But guess what? Did you know that Luke Evans and Josh Gad are getting their own Disney Plus series? Oh, no. With their Beauty and the Beast characters? The only... Look, I did not know that. Well, I'm sorry to tell you it's true. The only... Uh, the only reasonable explanation for Beauty and the Beast being longer than the animated one... Now, unlike The Lion King, they actually added a great song. Here we go. Evermore. Speaking of Taylor Swift... I know. Oh, I thought that what too. What a song. It's good. Hold on. Let me. I want to read you a quote. In I rage against the trials of love. In 2017, director Bill Condon I cursed the fate revealed the, the film light. would have an exclusively gay moment. Oh, she's already flown so far Condon beyond my Altitude reach. Condon told Altitude Magazine, LeFou is somebody who on sight. one day wants to be Gaston, and another day wants to kiss Gaston. Now I know she'll never He's confused about what he wants. Me. It's somebody who's just realizing that he has Even this feeling. And Josh away. makes something really subtle and delicious out of it. Oh! And what <laughs> that's what has its payoff at the end, which I don't want to give away. But it is a nice, exclusively gay moment in a Disney movie exclusively gay moment in a Disney movie. I hope all these people are put in prison. <laughs> That's hot. The Beast and Dan Stevens both look like they could be Emma Watson's father. That's my final note on Beauty and the Beast. The Beast and Dan Stevens. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Like when he comes out of... Well... Spoiler alert. <laughs> the first gay Disney character... Oh. Was in the original animated Beauty and, the, Beauty and the Beast when the Beast turns back into a prince. Don't remember. He's. Let's get into this. <laughs> how 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 could you tell? He's very gay. Go on. That's it. Go on. Just watch it. Go. See, tell, watch the scene. Oh, and tell no, me I'm if curious. you agree. Was he sucking a dick? What was he doing? What made him gay? This no. I re would love to unpack this. What do you have? Blonde hair. He did, actually. Okay. I don't have to defend myself here. 
That's a defense. That's a fact. I'm not de- asking you to defend yourself. I'm just wondering. His suit was all white, right? His what? His suit was white. He was wearing like a ripped T-shirt oh. because he was he he had been the beast. So he had like rips from his fight with Gaston all over it, and like those weird. His he was wearing like those blue capris. Okay, okay. we well, should. I'm getting turned on. Those <laughs> those blue capris that the beast wears. Yeah. Oh. Of course, yeah, of course, yeah. Oh, I mean, Luke Evans is great. I mean, Luke Evans is oh, he was great, gorgeous. Uh, okay, so then I watch Mulan. It it achieves uh something that I think. I mean, certainly the Lion King and Beauty and the Beast don't. It's really, really beautiful. It looks great. The live action we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The live action. It looks great, but it is so completely dead. It is so uh. boring. Like, it's just, it's beautiful to look at, but at no point do you care there's about what's no, happening. There's really no heart to any of these. Did you see The Jungle Book? No, I've never seen that. I hated The Jungle Book. Well, see, here's... I, I forget mean, why. It, that Jungle Book was one of those that looked kind of cool, but yeah. they made some weird story choices in that one well, that drove I me think, nuts. I can't even remember what they are, but it was like, why am I rooting? I'm rooting for the tiger here. What's going on? I think ultimately what these movies just reek of unfortunately is just like commercialism right like there's no real point to any of these movies other than to make money and that's sort of what i was saying earlier it's like and not that that's just not movies in general i suppose but there doesn't feel like there's much artistry or like point of view behind any of them except for one oh now let me tell you. I wanted to do a thorough job with this. So we last, a big defense of uh, Dumbo. No, it wasn't Dumbo. Last night I settled down. Don't Mary s- Poppins returns. Would you shut up? <laughs> Try to have a moment. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. No, saw that in theaters, of course. Okay. Uh. So last night I said, you know, what? I I have time. I'm gonna watch one more of these things for the podcast. I'm going to watch one more of these Disney live action things, whatever, live action, whatever we're calling them. So let me tell you something. Dead action. That's what I call them. Last night, I put on a movie that I'm pretty sure I'm the only person to have ever seen. Ooh. And that is the 2019 remake of Lady and the Tramp. (laughs) I forgot that this happened. I didn't know it existed. It was the first ever Disney. It was strictly Disney Plus. Oh yeah, yeah. Didn't get released in theaters. I have like a vague memory of hearing about this and it disappearing immediately into the ether. I need to tell you something right now. The 2019 version of Lady and Tramp is one of the best movies I've ever seen. <laughs> oh, I'm. No. It's one of the best. Oh movies. my god! Hold on, I'm looking at the trailer right now with these weird. When I tell guns. you, no. When I tell you, what is this? When I tell you, why do they look like this? Okay, listen. There's nothing worse than a CGI dog, but once you get over it, let me tell you, <laughs> I was crying. What? This looks horrific. It was so moving. <laughs> Unbelievable. Lady and the Tramp is by far the best version of these movies. Do you think anyone's ever said that before? No, but no, well, no, because no one's ever seen it. <laughs> now the problem. Okay, let me read you my notes about Lady and the Tramp, oh, a movie do. that I cannot tell you enough. I adored. Please read me your notes about Lady and the Tramp. 
Well, here, this is just a factual statement up top. Tessa Thompson and Justin Thoreau are the titular lady and the titular Trump. Trump? <laughs> Trump? Oh, boy. Oh, no. Justin Thoreau was the titular Trump. When that dog started talking, it was truly one of the most shocking moments of my life. But then, of course, it's tough because Justin Thoreau voices a dog, which means I do want to have sex with that dog. Oh, dear. Which is a difficult... Oh, oh like you wouldn't want to have sex with a Tessa Thompson dog. Uh, sure. Lady? Yeah, I'm on board. You'd have huh? sex with Lady. Of course. Yeah. Lady is beautiful. I'd also have sex with a Taylor Swift cat. <laughs> there was one point during this movie when I wondered if it was the best movie I've ever seen. And guess what? At the end, I decided maybe it was. I am relating to this dog more than I've ever related to a human. <laughs> At one point, I yelled out, I can't watch this because I was so sad. <laughs> what in the hell? And the final note I have, okay, when I tell you that this movie gets so upsetting, what is I'm going on? Cry, I'm, I might start crying now. Lady and the Tramp 2019, do it some service and watch it. It is, it's pretty good, I have to say. I, I, I don't even I was know crying. how to respond to this. I cried. I cried. I'm just baffled. It's pretty good. It's funny. Sam Elliott plays a great, plays a bloodhound. But like, just watch the animated Lady and the Tramp. No, this is better. I'm crying. No way. Lady and oh, Lady's so cute. What a dream. Wait till she's voiced by Tessa Thompson. She's not. She doesn't like being left out of the bedroom. <laughs> You're telling me? <laughs> oh God. All right. So what? Wow. I I didn't know I was getting such a okay. Uh, a Paddington 2-esque review of, of Lady, Lady and the Tramp. Tram. Dead action version. No, I'm I'm being serious when I say that if you haven't seen it, it is worth a watch. Like, it is... I legitimately really connected to it. I can't believe it. <laughs> Shocked. I really liked it. But okay, so to, to put a bow on sort of where we are now. Lady wears a bow. Lady sings the blues? So where I am with these sort of like live action things. Oh, is do that tell. I don't, it, it, they're very take or leave. I struggle about what happens when we get to the point where there's just nothing left to remake. Like in 10 years, is there going to be a Cruella reboot where? Let's see. Do they, do they have, like, are we going to get a live action? Well. I mean, we're going to get like a live action Moana. Well, so here, right, exactly. We get a live action Frozen, right, and so they'll all be terrible compared to the animated ones. So here's here's where we are. Let me tell you, okay, so yeah, what's coming up? The you have the list? so the, yeah, so these are the ones that are currently either in production or have been confirmed. One, I think we all sort of know this is happening, and I think will be the next one to be released is the Little Mermaid. Oh, right. With Chloe Bailey as Ariel, yes, 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 Melissa yes. McCarthy as Ursula. Sure. Sure. <laughs> now, let me tell you, there are two. I don't know. Maybe, like, in the subconscious, I knew these were happening. But these two are currently in production. And according to what I was able to find, are going to be Disney Plus exclusives. Okay. There is currently a live 
action Pinocchio. Oh, yeah, I, I, in production I this. from director Robert Zemeckis. Oh, boy. Welcome to Marwin. With, <laughs> well, yeah. I wish you watched that. <laughs> Did you see that? No. Yeah, me neither. Tom Hanks. Oh. As Geppetto? I think so. Joseph right? Gordon-Levitt and Lorraine Bracco all involved. Weird. Now, this one really threw me for a loop. Are you aware that there's a movie currently being filmed called Peter Pan and Wendy? No. Maybe the strangest one, because it's being directed by David Lowry, who directed... Wait. A movie for a trailer we saw today. Right, he directed Ghost Story. He directed Ghost Story. And The Green Knight. That's correct. He's directing Peter Pan and Wendy, starring Jude Law as Captain Hook. Wow. And Yara Shahidi as Tinkerbell. Who's Peter Pan? I don't know. <laughs> I looked at I think it's nobody. It's like, look it up. Yeah, Peter Pan is a nobody. Yeah. Sorry, nobody. What's his name? Alexander Malone. Maloney. Okay, well, good for him. My hope is that I would love a Hercules. Why? <laughs> Hello? <laughs> uh, live action Hercules? Just Let's... watch Troy. Oh, I do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cast a live action Hercules. There's an obvious answer. I don't know. Chris Hemsworth? 100%. You nailed it. But, like, he'd just be, he'd just be Thor. Again. Hey, guess what? I don't care. <laughs> I rewatch his Instagram videos. Also, another one I would love to see is Tarzan. It speaks for itself. Is there and not the Brendan Fraser one. <laughs> that one's pretty good. Oh, I didn't see it. Isn't I, that... Wait. Wait, that's George of the Jungle. <laughs> <laughs> wait, is that... Wait, is he not Tarzan? Like George <laughs> of the... Wait. He's George of the Jungle. <laughs> well, you, you looked at me like, isn't there already one? And then I... Wait, no, you said you said that. Wait, no, there is a Tarzan. Is there also a Tarzan? Yes, with a... Uh, oh, my God. Hang but on. I don't... Was that a Disney... The Legend of Tarzan with Alexander Skarsgård. It just came out in 2016. Oh, Margot Robbie was in it. Wow. She's Jane. Sam Jackson. <laughs> Christoph Waltz. That's... Oh, sorry. It's 10.30 p.m. Yeah, that was uncalled for. I'm sorry. For so many reasons. Do, do you think anyone watched The Legend of Tarzan? Well, you know who's going to? Me. All right, as we we're we're about to wrap it up here, but as we do, let's take a brief look at next week's box office. Yep. So we told you obviously, a Quieter Place and Cruella came out this week. Uh, next week we have The Conjuring: colon, colon. The Devil Made Me Do It. That was I have that on my squad. Yeah. Uh, that was my 18th pick, so a late a late draft pick there. Hopefully we get a surprise hit on our hands. Nope. And I start uh Nobody making, watched making nobody watched that. Nobody go to watch that. We also have Spirit Untamed. Spirit <laughs> Which uh, I also drafted, but it was it was one of my backup picks. So uh, if you're into animated movies about horses, please go check out <laughs> Spirit Untamed this weekend. If you're into animated movies about horses, Check yourself into a facility. <laughs> um, also, next week, we're, we have a very, <laughs> very special episode for you. Uh, some, a little something we like to call 
2001, a podcast odyssey. Man. A podcastity? No, that doesn't work. Working title. Uh, where, <laughs> despite the title, we will be looking at the, <laughs> the films of the year 2000. Sure, but it's like it's the 2001 Oscars. So it's, Correct. 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. We're going to break down the Oscars. We're going to break down not only the categories as they happened and what we would have picked. Also, movies that weren't even nominated that were completely overlooked. The Crazy best movies year. of 2000s. Of, of 2000. It's going to be great. Uh, and just little little through line connection this year. We've talked about this year's Oscars briefly. Steven Soderbergh produced. Boo. Uh, back in 2001, he was a double nominee for Best Director. So we're going to dive that is into that. Wild. Yeah, two same year. Two, 40% of the Best Actor, Best Actor, Best Director nominations went to Steven Soderbergh. Oh, you're good at math. He was only deserving in one of them. Two, because in fractions of four... Four, yeah, right. Only deserving one of them. Two and out of we'll five. Let you, we'll let you ponder which one. Oh, d- he deserved not, the nomination. We're for. not getting started on that right now because you're wrong. Two out of five. Two out of five doesn't seem like forty percent. You know. Uh, I mean, that just doesn't check out to me. It's a little under half. Kind of checks out. Does it feel too high or too low? High. Three out of five. You're like, that's 60. That makes sense. Two out of five is 40? Who decided that? Rene Descartes. What? He was a a mathematician back in the day, right? Well, famously almost failed math in high school. He might have been allowed to graduate. Let's see if I got that right. Famously almost failed math in high school, wasn't allowed to graduate. You weren't allowed to graduate? Almost. I can't do math. This isn't surprising. Well, it's very clear. Ah, oh, Descartes was a philosopher. Damn it. Oh, no, here we go. Linking the previously separate fields of geometry and algebra, baby. Nailed it. Wow, sounds like a real dork. Who cares? Nothing impresses me less than someone who knows how to use numbers. Boom. We'll see you next week. Bye.